The spirit of performance is what defines Acura. And now, it's electric. Introducing the ZDX, Acura's most powerful SUV yet. Crafted using the same formula that brought them electrified supercars and multiple IMSA championships, the ZDX has track-tested performance that packs an energy all its own. Unlock the energy and order yours at Acura.com. Welcome to the quick hitter version of Pure Thoughts from Pure Hoops Media. I'm Bruce Bernstein. Before he began his career in the NBA as an official, Steve Jabby did time in the CBA. And one of the people he had lots of interactions with in the CBA and then later on in the league was none other than Hall of Fame coach Phil Jackson. Here's a great story Steve recalls from a game in Albany back in the early 1980s. So tell us a little bit about some of your memorable encounters with future Hall of Fame coach Phil Jackson. Now, I'd say one thing, you know, what's so funny. I, I, when I think of Phil, I, I mean, obviously you think of what a great mind, what a great coach and so on. When I encountered him, obviously in the CBA, it's basically just two guys trying to make their way to the NBA, him as a coach and me as a referee. So I, I, the encounters we had were, were many, like you said, because Albany was only a 50 minute flight or a five hour drive to get to Albany and back. Uh, to referee these games. And Albany had an interesting arena. It was actually in an old armory. And the army armory, they set up a basketball court with temporary stands around the court. And you had the dressing rooms. We actually dressed in the bathrooms down like two, down two levels. And the players, they had, they did have dressing rooms somewhat um, down one level. So it was kind of like really weird. You had to go up all these steps to get up to the, to the armory and referee the games, but Phil, Phil was a challenging guy. I mean, there's no doubt about it. I, I've had that one encounter. I think I, you and I had talked to, talked to you about it one time, one encounter with Phil. Um, he could, he could be vocal and you always knew his voice because there's such a deep raspy voice, you know? And so we're in Albany one night and I'm working actually with Joe Borgia, my friend, good friend, Joe Borgia, who just retired from the re- running the replay center for the last number of years. And I remember, I had hit Phil Jackson with a technical foul in the first half. Obviously he wasn't liking much of what I was doing out there. And at halftime, as we're walking down the stairs, the players were in front of us. They walked down first and the coaches. And as we were passing the coaches, the locker room, Phil Jackson had the door still open a little bit with his head stuck out and yelled something that I couldn't say right now to you. And he yelled it at me and he slams the door. So we get downstairs to our, I never, we get downstairs to our locker room. And I looked at Borgia, I go, did you hear what he said? And Joe goes, yeah, I heard. He says, what are you going to, Joe says to me, he says, what are you going to do? I go, I'm going to throw him out. And Joe says, well, how about this? How about we just give him a little rope and maybe like just let him know we heard what he said and then let the second half go. And I go, no, I'm throwing him out. And so, so we get up there at halftime. And of course the players are up first, referees are up next. Or, and now Phil comes, I see him walking up the steps. Well, I figured I might as well, before he gets to the bench, I might as well let him know that he's not going to be able to coach the second half. So as he's walking towards the bench, I head him off at the pass and I said, um, question to ask you. And of course, in that voice, yes, yeah, Steve, what? I go, did you say what I thought you said to me at halftime? And I gave him a chance. And he says, yep. And I go, well, just turn right around and go back to that locker room because you're not coaching the second half. And know what he did? Didn't say a word. He turned around, walked right down the steps, back into his locker room. But it's funny. It's, it's just one of the story, many stories. But Phil and I, even when we got to the 
the uh, the NBA because we had such so many games we worked together uh, in the CBA. There'd be times that he'd be yelling at me or questioning me. And I remember one time saying here and saying the NBA in the LA arena, Steve, that's the worst call I've ever seen you make. I go, now, nah, Phil, remember back in 1984 in Albany, New York, that one, he's, oh, you be quiet. I, so I, we would have a joke. We, I think we had a really, I personally think we had a very good professional relationship. I enjoyed his, um, uh, his commentary at times. He, here's one little story that he said one time he was in L.A. And I, I just looked at him as I ran down the court, and I'll tell you what I said. Lamar Odom goes to the basket. And misses the shot. I'm in the lead position underneath the basket. Misses the shot. He actually, when I see, when I see it on tape afterwards, I missed the call. He got fouled, but I didn't blow the whistle. And as I start going up the court, he yells at me, "What do you got a dog whistle tonight?" Well, I just start. I started laughing out loud. I had to take my whistle out. I started laughing. And so at the first time out, and this is even before the first time out, I said. You had that saved up. I said, you couldn't even save that for later on in the game. You had to get that out right away, you know. But uh, I think we had a really good relationship because I, he, he respected me as a referee. And I really believe he respected, um, you know, like how I took charge of the game and ran the game that way. Because many nights I had ejected players on his teams and he wouldn't even say a word. He would just know that, you know what? That was my line. I drew my line and he respected that. And I respected him as a coach too. So I think we had a pretty, really good working relationship there. And I, I wish the guy well, whatever he's doing now. And I, it'd really be fun to sit down and actually talk with him right now. Now that we're both retired, I, I would enjoy a conversation with him. If you'd like to hear more from Steve Javi, who officiated NBA games for 25 seasons and is the rules expert for ESPN and ABC, check out the full version of Pure Thoughts from Pure Hoops Media. Also, there's a lot of great Pure Hoops content on our YouTube channel. So go to YouTube and search Pure Hoops Media. I'm Bruce Bernstein.